0: everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Steve It is Monday. It's May 9th. It is 2022. Nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. We are recording night before Sunday night, so Mother's Day night. Hopefully, everyone had a fantastic Mother's Day. I know uh, there's plenty of moms that play some DFS as well. And all the the husbands out there that have wives, um, hopefully... You know, you paid them, paid them a good day because they put up with us doing this DFS um, stuff. But joined today by my buddy, Will Priester, Chief Justice 06. Chief, what's happening, my friend?
1: Nothing much, man. Rolling along. Uh, Enjoy the day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you for everything you do and have done. And uh, thanks for listening. To the pod taking some time out hopefully you got you a coffee or breakfast or breakfast bar or something and uh hopefully we help you pad that pocketbook after mother's day
0: what, is, what what's your morning go-to
1: honestly it's a banana all right okay that's like my yeah that's my morning go-to man quick banana and uh and i like oj
0: all right i am um, i don't eat breakfast um so uh, <laughs> i'm not i i i'm not a breakfast person i've never enjoyed it if i eat breakfast it's usually like cereal or something like that like yeah. raisin nut bran or something along those lines, So Stop it but all right let's talk some baseball here we get started here with the dodgers at pirates seven and a half total dodgers a 250 favorite Julio Urias against Jose Quintana. Obviously, the the Dodgers, one of the best um, teams in baseball, going up against one of the worst teams in baseball here. Any interest here in Julio Urias? Uh, at eighty
1: two hundred, I don't I don't hate it if they're going to continue to, I guess, let him pitch. The problem is he's been his past couple of starts, Stevie. He's been very efficient. Have you noticed that? You know, 65 pitches against San Fran to get through six innings, uh, 81 pitches against Arizona, and he's facing Pittsburgh. And so it feels like, right, he should be efficient again, but it's still not guaranteed. And so at 8,200, I don't hate it, but I'm not in love with it when I feel like we've got other guys that have a leash. So I'm willing to play him because it's Pittsburgh. I still don't really like the price, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, his upside is six innings. You know, that's what they kind of showed us against the Giants the other day was they are getting, like, he was, he, he was 65 pitches through six pitching a gem and they yanked him. So yeah. I think it's more, I don't even think it's like pitch count. I think it's more of an innings count on Julio Urias. So I think it's like upside his ceiling is like six innings. And listen, Pirates, they're not a good baseball team um their bottom 10 in woba their bottom 10 in iso their bottom 10 in wrc plus their bottom 10 in hard hit rate their strikeout rate is a little bit lower against left-handed pitching than it is against right-handed pitching so they do have that going for them but i think he's in play the thing is as we're going and we're going through this slate you're going to see we have a lot of options today um so While I I think it's an okay spot, just know that I am going to be looking at ownership when it comes to pitching today because we have so many potential options that, you know, I think it's huge. But, yeah. On the other side of this game, Jose Quintana. I can tell you this for certain. I'm not playing him um, on this slate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Not touch him.
0: Yeah, I mean this game's in Pittsburgh, but this is a great spot for the Dodgers Bats. Not the friendliest ballpark in the world. You know, I was watching them a little bit a little bit a little bit ago. Um can't talk. It's Monday or Sunday night. So um but I mean This is a a great spot for them. You know, when we're looking at all the spots on the slate, the Dodgers stand out to me a lot here and um, definitely going to be attacking them in this spot.
1: Absolutely. Um, I mean, this is – you got to think this is a premier spot of the day for the Dodgers. Got to pay for them, but, I mean, they should just wreck shop here. I know they're in Pittsburgh, but – I don't care. This this should be a really good spot. They're only traveling from Chicago too, Stevie, which so they're not going cross country, which I feel really good about. Now the game is going to finish up later. I think they're still playing right now a little bit, or it's about to wrap. That game's
0: up, over again. Yeah.
1: yeah, just okay, but yeah, so um, but they're only flying from Chicago, so I, I feel really good about it. They should, should get a fairly good days worth of rest and um, be able to come out and play. So I I love the Dodgers here.
0: Yeah, they're probably in Pittsburgh by midnight. Um yeah. so they should have uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I just, I just I think it's a great spot for the Dodgers um you know looking at them against left-handed pitching. Obviously Trey Turner, Will Smith, Justin Turner, uh, Chris Taylor, Mookie Betts, but Freddie Freeman is someone that hits left-handed pitching well. Um so he's obviously someone that I, if I'm looking at the Dodgers, I'm looking at him. And, you know, when we look at Jose Quintana, he obviously a lot better against lefties than he is against righties, but still a 45% hard hit rate against left-handed hitters. So um, don't mind looking at some of these lefties here. But, yeah, I'm loading up on the Dodgers against Jose Quintana here. Um, and then on the Pittsburgh side, I really don't have any interest in Pittsburgh. <laughs> like... You know, this is a this is a one sided game, in my opinion.
1: Correct. I'm with you. I'm not touching Pittsburgh. No no need to even get involved with it.
0: Like I was I was seriously looking before we got started um, at like bets for the slate just in general. And I was like, oh, well, maybe Dodgers minus one and a half. Dodgers minus one of a half is still minus one fifty. Like that's just how (laughs) lopsided this game is. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Huge game. Huge.
0: All right, moving on. We got Milwaukee at Cincinnati. One book had a, a total out of seven and a half, and it was Brewers minus 165. Um, Brandon Woodruff, we know, is pitching for Philly. And then Luis Castillo making his first start. Um, he did throw 76 pitches in his AAA rehab start before this one. Um, I think it was last Thursday. So not fully stretched out, but, I mean, he should get 80-85 pitches here if he pitches well. Uh, let's start here with Brandon Woodruff, though. Uh, I mean, well, the, the Cincinnati Reds are one of the worst teams in baseball this season. It is bad. They have a 26% K rate this year, a 130 ISO, a 278 WOBA, and a 75 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. Woodruff is 9,300. He's had a couple good games, and he just dominated this team last time out. Uh, Talk to me here uh, about Brandon Woodruff.
1: Here are my talks, man. Sign me up. Uh, Brandon Woodruff and this pitching staff, they all seem to have, after their first couple starts, right, because they didn't really get a full spring training, you know these these big arms are starting to pick up right where they left off last season, and now is the time to get them while they're fresh and they can really rack up the strikeouts. So uh, all, all aboard the Woods' train, man! I, I don't think there's any any reason uh, to to not consider him today. I mean he's I mean he's he's been fantastic once he's once he's gotten rolling. And, I mean, he, he does have a slight level 4x flip, but I'm not worried about it. Like, he's at a 29.8% K rate right now. And so I do think that X flip is going to come down as, as he gets a few more games under his belt. So sitting around a 30% K rate facing um, the Reds. You talked about the fact that he's dominated this team already. I I, I really like Woodruff here. I, yeah, I, yeah. I think he's probably – I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to catch up. Please forgive me. Uh at 9,300, like, he's – I feel like he's the play in that area. No, I was just
0: going to say that he allowed a couple home runs and a few earned runs, and he still put up 30-plus fantasy points because he just – he pitched so well in that game. Um, 12 Ks, I think. The other side of this game, Luis Castillo, obviously we haven't seen him yet this season. Very good ground ball pitcher with some really solid strikeout stuff. Um First start back, the Great American Small Park, 8,800. I think I'm leading to fading in this spot. Um, what are your thoughts on Castillo?
1: Um, if I knew he was stressed out, I think I'd play him. I mean, because Milwaukee's been striking out at an incredible clip. I do think K's are going to be here for Castillo, but I do think possibly Castillo's rusty, just kind of getting back. So I think I'm just going to take a wait-and-see approach. I'm hoping that he just doesn't come out and dominate them. And like you said, Stevie, 80, 85 pitches. Like if he comes out and goes five innings, seven Ks, no runs, that his next start is going to be over nine K. So, you know, I I think he can get to this team if he's right, but I don't, I just, I don't want to risk it.
0: So for what it's worth, he did throw three rehab starts in AAA. Um, The last one, was wednesday i knew it was like i remember reading it but um so i wouldn't be shocked if he throws like 80 85 pitches here in this spot it's just i mean there's so many pitchers on the slate there's so many guys that we're going to talk about playing on the slate that i just i think the uncertainty with castillo is just something that i'm just going to stay away from
1: yeah like you just spend the extra 500 and take woodruff like you gotta think you know what i mean
0: yeah, because I mean, Renfro, Navarez, Yelich, Adamas, like these guys are striking out, like you said, at a very high clip this season. Um, Lorenzo Kane just doesn't have any power. He just, it's like a, a ground ball waiting to happen right now. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm not even It's joking. so true, though. It's, it's,
1: like, it's true.
0: He's a 62% <laughs> ground ball rate right now um, through Gosh. 50 plate appearances or something like that. So.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, bats in this game. Anything standing out to you for Milwaukee? No, I, I I'm still not going to play Milwaukee bats. Um, and and, I, and quite frankly, I'm not going to play anything from Cincinnati either.
0: I could see myself end up on like a Yelich, TELUS, Wong stack in this spot. Um, Castillo is so good. It, like 62% ground balls um to right handed hitters, but it goes up or it comes down a little bit against lefties, does give up hard contact. First start of the season in the bigs, great American small park. Um, I could see using like that three man lefty stack or even going like with Adamus as like a four man stack here because I'll be honest, as we're getting through these games hitting becomes kind of slim um so i I just think milwaukee they're in a spot where they could score some runs and they're in one of the better hitting ballparks on the slate like we have a lot of seven to eight totals on this slate um i think there's even a game at like six and a half so a lot of low totals
1: um yeah the cincinnati what's that who's who's at six and a half did i the oh.
0: San Francisco game. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Wow. So I,
0: yeah. As as far as like the the Cincinnati bats go, I could definitely see like I could one off maybe like um, Nyquen at thirty seven hundred, Ustakas at thirty two hundred, uh, Colin Moran at like twenty eight hundred. Any like the power, any of the power lefties I could one off here against Woodrow. Is he even... I'm jo- I'm, I'm oh, joking. I I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> is he going to be back for this game? No, he's no, a couple no, he's, days he's away. Like so. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit of a break is what he needed because he is sh- on the struggle bus. Nine for 74 to start the season for Votto. Um, yeah, any of the power lefties. Woodruff is someone that can give up a couple home runs while striking out a ton of people. So, um, yeah. All right. Up next, we got Oakland at Detroit, taking on the Tigers. Seven total in this game. The Tigers a one thirty five favorite. Uh, we got Blackburn against Michael Pineda. Paul Blackburn off to a really solid start this season. It's not like he's been dominating teams. Struggled a little bit last time out against Tampa, but gets a pretty good matchup here going up against Detroit. Um, any interest here in Paul Blackburn?
1: Yeah, I do have some interest, Stevie. You know, when we've got guys in these types of spots, I mean, we basically saw last week uh, we saw the Houston pitching staff with two guys that on the season weren't even over a 20% K rate just dominate uh, the Detroit Tigers. So while I don't think Paul Blackburn is, excuse me, an elite pitcher by any stretch, Detroit is just going to make him, you know, feel like he's Nolan Ryan tomorrow. Uh, so I, I like Paul Blackburn. I think the price at 7,500 is really what's going to uh, make him very interesting.
0: Yeah, this is two of the bottom three teams in baseball against Ryan the pitching Oakland and yeah. Detroit are 28th and tw- 30th uh, Detroit's 28th Oakland's 30th. So um yeah, you just look at the lineup that like Detroit is rolling out there right now, and Sunday's lineup twenty twenty two numbers. Sunday's lineup a .091 ISO, twenty six point two percent K rate, and a two forty seven WOBA. I will play any pitcher in baseball against a lineup with that those numbers. So um, definitely have interest in Blackburn at seventy five hundred. Could see him having a strong game here. And then, I mean, Michael Pineda on the other side, I just got done saying it, right? Oakland is the worst team in baseball against right-handed pitching this season. Michael Pineda a few years ago was was one of, was a solid, you know, oh, is this guy going to be a something? I don't know what to do with Michael Pineda here because, like, my gut tells me to stack Oakland because of the hitting options on the slate. And they t- my gut tells me to, to fade Pineda because he throws strikes, he doesn't walk people. What are your thoughts on Pineda?
1: <laughs> My thoughts are, he's sixty two hundred, and I probably don't need him today. Like I, I have Blackburn right really far ahead of him, so I think I'm 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 probably going to fade Pineda, and if he goes out and gets, let's say, seventeen fantasy points. I'm not gonna be shocked at all because he's facing Oakland. But all in all, I, I do have Blackburn right ahead of him for sure. So um with all the other really good pictures on this slate, is not gonna make my list. But if if you need him, like I totally get it. But as you've spoken of, and I think I think that's something you said already, it's very important that I don't want to just kind of gloss over. This slate should not, in air quotes have a whole lot of scoring, right? Like you're going to need pitching to win. And I don't think Pineda's got enough upside to get us there. And that's, that's my opinion.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, this guy has a 14% K rate with an 8% soft contact rate this season. Um, Contact rate of 81 and a half percent. So I'm just, I'm not playing Pineda here. And I mean, as far as the Oakland bats go, they're cheap, you know, w- will we need the value? Probably not. Um, But someone like Seth Brown at three K definitely like this spot for him. If Jed Lowry is back in the lineup, he was dealing with some lower back tightness on, on Sunday and didn't play. Um, I think he pinch hit on Saturday. If he's back in the lineup, I definitely don't have um, any issues with playing him. And then, um, lorino at 4k i don't mind him because Paneda will give it up to both sides of the plate so i don't mind looking at you know like a mini stack here for oakland and you know just getting some bats in this game
1: yeah um i don't hate kemp lead off seth brown um i think you talked about it you know these cheap bats they, they should be good I, I i don't want to stack oakland which I guess is probably what I need to do because if Pineda gives it up, you know maybe he gets a couple singles. Guys are on base because he's you know throwing it right down the middle or within a good range of the strike zone, and then somebody comes up and sends one out of the park. So um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oakland stacking Oakland against Pineda is probably uh, the the best option here.
0: Look at. This slate as a, like an overview, and we're looking at just like the talented pitchers on this slate. I mean, he's down there. He's he's down there on the slate. Like, there's a lot of good pitchers on this slate, and we're going to talk about an offense coming up here um, soon that is just in a fantastic spot. Just in general, but I think Oakland is in a good spot that they should definitely be in the conversation of of potentially even like even like a three-man stack maybe not even a five-man stack just maybe a three-man stack so
1: let, let me ask you this randomly before we go to the next thing as you've already talked about looking over the slate how high on do you think the dodgers of the stack are going to be now you know just looking over how
0: first game shouldn't be high first scoring. game of the first slate game? the dodgers oh. first game of the slate in their spot that they're in they're going to be pretty chalky here
1: yeah i mean Jeez, man. Yeah, I mean God, they're gonna have yeah. they're gonna carry so much ownership, I think, on this slate. It's insane. Looking at
0: the Detroit bats, I mean Paul Blackburn is not like a dominant pitcher, but he generates ground balls and he doesn't typically get blown up. Um, and you look at this offense, and especially if Meadows is not back in the lineup, it's just tough to it's tough to stack Detroit or even play a lot of Detroit here cuz i mean this guy's allowed one home run on the season five starts one home run um so it, it's tough to really want to like get a stack going here um for Detroit
1: yeah i'm not, i'm not playing him man i mean blackburn on on the season so far at least Stevie, 25% k rate 2.9 extra. ground ball rates at 50% and he's pretty much even across both sides of the plate i just i mean he's pr- he might be my favorite pitcher on the slate considering price and upside. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, not oh, like yeah. I have him ahead of Woodruff, but for the price and the upside, like he's probably number one.
0: My only concern with him on the DFS side of things, and I do like I'm already looking at price picks and looking at his four strikeouts and looking, and I'm very interested in that. Um, or 21 and a half fantasy points. I like both of those numbers for Blackburn. So I've already, like, started to look at, like, pitcher props on the fantasy sites. Um, and, like, I'll tell you right now, there's a good chance that I take Blackburn over 21 and a half fantasy points over there on price. Oh, I'm from. doing it
1: right. I'm doing it right yeah, now. Like, As we're yeah. speaking, it's too low. It's yeah. way too low.
0: Yeah, so I, I can already tell you I like that one a lot. So, um, but on the DFS side of things, like, there's a good chance Blackburn gets quite a bit of ownership if people are stacking the Dodgers with Blackburn. It, it kind of works. So, all right. Uh, we got Cleveland at Chicago taking on the White Sox, seven and a half total in this game. Uh, the White Sox, a 180 favorite. We got Zach Pleasick going against uh, Michael Kopek. Let's start here with Pleasick, 7,700. Um, really hasn't strung together a great game this season. He pitched well against the same White Sox team earlier this year. Any interest here in Zach Pleasic at 7,700?
1: Man, I, I don't think so. Like, I I think I'd still rather play Black, Blackburn. Um, this is one of the spots where I'm probably going to tr- use the White Sox because they have upside on this slate. So for that reason, I, I'm just not playing Pleasic today. I don't, yeah. I don't think he's bad, but you know, I just... The White Sox are in a better spot than most of these other teams.
0: To be fair, the White Sox offense has struggled to start the season. Um, they do hit home runs, but outside of that, low WRC plus, um, 27th in Woba against right-handed pitching. Uh, they're missing a few bats in this lineup right now with Moncada and Jimenez. Um, I think Yeah, so Moncada is actually going to be back for this game. I thought I remember reading that. But, like, um, Andrew Vaughn is hurt as well, and he's someone that had, like, four home runs before he got hurt. So they're missing a few bats here. Um, Obviously, Eloy is the biggest one that they're missing. um, But he's going to be out, I think, two months. So big time missing him. But, I mean, you look at the White Sox lineup top to bottom. They don't strike out a ton. And like that's why you can't play a lot of pitching against them. But I mean, the lineup has really struggled power wise. So, yeah. um, Kopech, I, I am I'm a sucker for this dude, man. I know how talented Michael Kopech is, and every time he takes the hill, I, I'm so interested. You know, the five the five x flip is 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 rough. Um, he has a 12 percent walk rate on top of his 25 percent K rate. He's really I'll be honest, he's really just struggled with command to start the season. Um, So he's facing a very good Cleveland team here. I think I leave Kopech on the shelf on this one.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, And I don't – like you said, he's going to have spots, Stevie, where he comes out and and has good performances. But on this slate, why in the world is Michael Kopech 9,500 and Paul Blackburn 7,500? Like, it makes no sense. So, um, n- no Kopech for me today at all. Okay.
0: I think I've played him in every start except for the start against Tampa. Um, so, I'm, I'm going to take a break on Michael Kopeck here. Price, matchup, everything like that. I don't think I stack Cleveland in this spot, Will, because Kopech is a good pitcher. But, 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 the walk rate and the struggles with lefties – with a 62 percent fly ball rate against lefties this year. maybe, maybe I should be playing Quan Ramirez Naylor type of stack here, and if Cope gets wild, one long ball, you know, changes everything. he hasn't pitched more than five innings in a game. Maybe just maybe I should be playing Cleveland here, will.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think thats I think that's what you do. Cleveland, you
0: realize Cleveland's the best team in baseball against right-handed pitching to start the year? Like, no, I do, I do know this. They're they're sneaky good.
1: So here's the thing: Steven Kwan being on this team has really helped them up top.
0: (laughs) This is no joke. We're like the whole start of the season. We're just sitting here going, "This guy's not going to keep doing this." So he's still he just keeps.
1: I mean, it's incredible. He just keeps doing it. Yeah, like he finally uh, struck
0: out. He only has nine strikeouts and 76 at bats, but man, this is crazy. Like, yeah.
1: yeah, he's he's really helped the top of the order. And so th- that's one of the reasons why. I mean, he he's a tough out. It's and and then behind him, you're gonna get Jose Ramirez coming up soon. It's I, I'm not saying Kopech isn't gonna get some K's, but his upside is very limited, I think, in this spot, Stevie. Wouldn't you agree? Like, I don't think he has upside today.
0: Yeah, and, like, Framil Reyes, like, had a hole in his back there for, like, a week, and, like, his exit velocity has just skyrocketed over the last four or five days. So, I just don't think there's a weak spot in this Cleveland lineup outside of, like, Hedges, but he's such a good defensive catcher that you're not taking him out of the lineup. So, actually, the more I think about it, as much as I, I like Kopech in the talent, I actually think I might stack Cleveland on this st- this slate.
1: Yeah, love it.
0: Ramirez isn't going to have any ownership, right? Going up against Kopech, sixty two hundred. Like people aren't paying yeah. that price for him.
1: Yeah, not not priced that high, um, especially when everybody wants to play um, the Dodgers today. No way that no way they play him over a Dodger that. And I think that's a really good way, Stevie, to just get really interested really quick.
0: All right. Um, any interest in the White Sox bats here?
1: Plenty. I, I, I'm just going to stack the White Sox. Like, I'm not going to pick out one, or I'm stacking them across the board, um, hoping that they, they get going here.
0: All right. Moving on. We got Tampa Bay out LA taking on the Angels. No total in this game because it sounds like it's going to be as a bullpen type of game for Tampa. It sounds like Jeffrey Springs is going to go out and throw two or three innings, and then they're going to do that same thing they always do. And then Syndergaard's pitching here for the Angels. Um, he's been all right. He has been great. But, I, I mean, we're not playing this Tampa situation right. We have we have a legit like eight pitchers to choose from today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Not doing it.
0: Um, the other side, Syndergaard. Any interest here in Noah Syndergaard?
1: Uh, a little. Like I, he got, he's up. He got up to a hundred pitches against Boston. Seven innings. The, the thing is, Stevie, we're not seeing a strikeout upside currently. I'm hoping, I'm seriously hoping that it shows up, like, very soon. Because if so, he's going to be a very, very valuable asset for us in fantasy. It's just I need him to get the K, Steven. Right now he's at a 14% K rate on the season and a 4.95 extra. But if the Ks come up, I mean, if he gets to 22%, Stevie, in this spot, I'm interested. It's just, I, I don't think I can do it. The K rate just, it's too low.
0: Yeah, I mean, so I did a deep dive on Noah Syndergaard uh, before his last start going up against Boston. And a lot of his numbers kind of line up like before he was hurt. Um, swinging strike rate before he was hurt was around 14%. It's at 11.5%. Strikeout rate is obviously way down, but he's still not giving up home runs. He's still generating ground balls. He's still walking people. Um, just the strikeouts aren't there yet. So my biggest concern with Noah Syndergaard is before he got hurt, he was like a two point five to three Sierra Fip guy. Right now, he's sitting at like four point three. Um, I know his ERA is two point six, but everything I'm I've, everything I've looked at with Noah Syndergaard is, dude, he's just running, absolutely pure. Um, He has a 230 BABIP on the season. He's just running super pure. Um, I have no interest here in Noah Syndergaard. Not typically a guy I think you stack against because he does generate ground balls. But all you need against Noah Syndergaard is just a BABIP game to go bad. Like, and Tampa could score some runs here. Tampa's cheap. So I, I highlighted them before we got rolling here because they just are one of those potential steep, cheap, cheap stacks on this slate. So I actually kind of like Tampa as a cheaper stack, you know, just looking up and down. Brandon Lau is 4,400. This guy should never be that cheap. He is, he has two home run upside in any game. So I, I kind of like Tampa a little bit in the spot.
1: Yeah, I definitely get it um, in terms of the overall pricing, you talk about Brandon Lau. And then, of course, Wander Franco, he is one of the guys on this team that's probably going to get on base. So uh, I think if if you're going to play this team – excuse me, everyone. Sorry about that. You definitely want to get him and Brandon Lau. I don't, I don't hate some mini stacks. I don't think I'm on a full stack Tampa today, but the mini stack train, I'll ride it all day. I think the
0: only thing, like, if you are full stacking them – You're just hoping the walks kind of pick back up for Syndergaard. You're just hoping he has a bad outing. like That's all you're hoping for. Like I said, you're hoping that Babbitt goes your way. And, I mean, it can happen. It easily can happen. It's just, yeah. um, uh, Tampa Bats, we kind of talked about them already. Um, I will say this. If Brett Phillips is in the lineup, he's a massive fly ball guy. Um, that struggles with strikeouts, but has a lot of power. Syndergaard is a big ground ball guy. Uh, this would be a good little, even if you're not stacking Tampa, a good little one-off cheat bat um, for Tampa here, Brett Phillips. So Angels bullpen type of game, um, so we don't really have like direct anything to look at, but I mean, Ward Trout, Walsh, Marsh, all hitting the ball very hard to start the season. Otani's struggling a little bit to start the year, but I think L.A. the Angels are just one of those teams where on a on a on a nine game slate you're probably getting exposure to them.
1: Yeah, I think so, um, and, and I would be. I, it's, it's all one offs or, or mini stacks. I don't want to full stack them against Kluber. Not that Kluber's been, um, shall we say, super elite. Like it's it's not that at all. But um, he's been respectable. And so, you know, for a guy that I I consider to be um, a professional pitcher, Stevie, while he's past his prime, he's still a 23% um, K rate, 4.12x fit. There's going to be some strikeouts here, 45% ground ball rate. And uh, he's hammering lefties right now. I I like Kluber, and so I'm just – probably won't be playing too many guys from uh la just kind of some one-offs maybe a mini stack nothing more than that
0: all right we got miami at arizona um this game has an eight total and the marlins are a 120 favorite hernandez against castellanos um any interest here in eliza hernandez
1: I mean, at 8-5 in this spot, I don't think so. I mean, he's just – he hasn't really passed five in his most games, much less six. Uh, Ks – the Ks would be there on paper somewhat with this team. Um, like, you, you know, when you look at Arizona and see, you know, where they are, like the K-Ricks are, are up, right? Like whole team. Uh, I think they're, as a collective, they're sitting around 26% with the lineup they ran out the previous day. And it's going to be close to that, but I just don't feel like Hernandez has enough to get there. I mean, he's going to be in a fairly good ballpark, I would say, but I just still, I don't don't think he's got enough at that price. I I don't think there's any way I play him. 21% 21% carry it by 5.87 extra. I just – I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I kind of like the Arizona bats, and we'll talk about them here in a minute. Um, I I don't have any interest in Hernandez, and honestly I don't really have any in- interest in Castellanos on the other side of this game. Did throw 88 pitches in his last start against Miami, in Miami. Had a, a solid outing – Um so I mean maybe you should, but I just don't think this is a spot um, that I'm going to look at th- this pitcher. There's so many good pitchers on the slate this year. He has a 14 and a half percent K rate, and his swinging strike rate is six percent. So he just he had a good he had a good game, um, and he did it by just generating ground balls and not getting blown up. Uh, I just for me the only right re- reason I'd play Castellanos is just to pivot off of Blackburn. Um, to be different but there's a guy like I like Gomber to do that you know we're going to talk about Gomber in a minute but yeah
1: yeah yeah and I don't hate Castellanos against Miami Miami's K rates have been up as well uh the start the season but I, I don't think I'm going to play Castellanos I'm, I'm really going to be heavily invested in Blackburn today um if I'm playing anybody in the 7k range and maybe and maybe we'll see where their ownership is but I feel like he's my guy in that range today, Stevie.
0: Any interest in the uh, Miami bats? No. Yeah, I, I like Jazz a lot. Um, if you can get to him at four oh, well. hundred, I yeah. think this is a this is a great spot for him. Um, so I, I like him a lot. But outside of him, it's tough. Just uh, I mean, there's some injuries here. Wendell is someone you could potentially play. He's a low strikeout guy, uh, but he just hits the ball on the ground so much. So I think if I'm playing Miami, it's probably just Jazz. Maybe Sanchez, um, depending on where he's at in the lineup, um, if I even need to get there or not. But Sanchez is 3,700, and he's he's a a prospect with some power. So, De La Cruz is he cheap? Um, yeah, he is cheap. He's 2K. If he's in the lineup, um, he's someone that has a little bit of pop too at 2k. So another guy I don't mind maybe potentially throwing out there. Very small sample size. Um, the Arizona bats. I just got I, I you know I just said it already that I have some interest here in the Arizona bats. Eliza Hernandez just he cannot get left-handed hitters out to start the season. So I mean, looking at the top of this order, we're gonna see five lefties in the top six spots with Hummel, Smith, Peralta, Marte. Um Varsho should be back in the lineup. Like, I kind of like Arizona here. You know, we talked about, like, a lot of good pitching spots on the slate. I actually – I like Arizona the more I think about it, a lot more than I, than I initially had thought I would.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um the Varsho, Pavish, but they're cheap. I do think they there's still going to be some strikeouts, but you know Hernandez is just showing that he's just not going to get there right now. So uh, Varsho, Pavin, Smith, Peralta—I mean, these lefties—they're all uh, all in play. You look at him against lefties; Steve, he's 19% K rate, 10%, 10% walk rate. ISO is up big time. OB is up. Like the lefties in this lineup should have a field day.
0: All right, three games left. We got Philadelphia at Seattle. Rangers Suarez going up against Chris Flexen in this one. Um, seven and a half total. Mariners uh, one hundred and twenty favorites. Any interest here in Rangers Suarez?
1: I-, I wish I could do that. I-, I think I'm going to pass on Ranger for now. Um, I've been wanting to play him and. Hoping that you know he's kind of going to going to turn it around and and get there at ninety one hundred. There's no way I'm playing him on this slate. Like just no way.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Seattle has just they've struggled so much recently. um Like we even saw like Yarbrough was it Yarbrough throw like five really solid innings against seattle on sunday i mean that's another lefty and he's just if he was anything but 9100 i would i would have interest here if he's 7100 in this spot i have interest 9100 is just it's a tough ass um i mean he does give up home runs too so chris flexen on the other side of this game he's (laughs) 5300 Um, no, no high price tag here for Chris Flexen, but I mean, we look at his season numbers, 15% K rate, five and a half percent, um, He's just overall struggled. Um, Philly might be my favorite stack on the slate.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. Philly's a a good spot here. Um, I mean, (laughs) it's just a good spot, Stevie. Like the problem is how long is... Chris Flo- uh, going to keep this up because if you look at what's happening, like he's just not giving up runs, like, not like that, you know, so he's not getting rocked. So, the, and maybe it's because it's early in the season, but um, God, you, you got to think it's coming at some point. No way I'm playing and I'm with you. Love the Philly bats here. Yeah. Um, they should tee off
0: today. They should tee off, yeah. You know, the thing here is Flexen throws a cutter a ton. Well, for the Phillies are one of the best teams in baseball against cutters, Schwarber, Harper, Castellanos, Hoskins. All of these guys hit cutters hard. Um, so I, I love this spot for Philly. Like I said, i I'll, to get off the dot, like Hoskins is 3,700, he, he's 3,700, and Chris Flexen. Well, like you said, he, he's been decent this year. Like, he has a 50% fly ball rate and a 50% hard hit rate to right-handed hitters this season. Like, if I had to pick a home run right now on the slate out of everybody, I would take Hoskins. Like, that's how much I like this spot for him. And Castellanos is 4,300. Like, just sign me up in this spot. Like, I'm all over the Philly bats, like I'll pay up for Muto. Everyone knows that listens to this podcast, how much I hate paying up for catchers. I love this spot for Muto at 5,100. So I'm all aboard the Philly stack here. I think they're the best pivot off the Dodgers on this slate. And even though this game is in Seattle, I think they get the job done here. And honestly, they took the line down in this game because I was just looking for it, but I would pound Philly plus 105 um i even like philly plus one and a half runs at yeah. minus yeah like or not yeah, plus I 102
1: yeah so there's yeah. one
0: book that had it up and it took it down so there's no books to have it up right now so yeah yeah that's not gonna stay <laughs> like, <laughs> no i'll tell you right now that that's just not gonna stay. like tom murphy And, like, Tom Murphy went to the I.L. over the weekend. J.P. Crawford um, was out Sunday with a back injury. Like, Seattle's lineup is is just not good right now either with some of these guys out. So, yeah. Um, Any interest in the Seattle bats here?
1: Uh, Negative.
0: The only guy that I think you can play here is Ty France. Ty France is really good power with low strikeouts against left-handed pitching. Him and Suarez, so I guess you could play two. Suarez is a guy that throughout his career has been way better against left-handed pitching, so I could see playing Suarez. And, like, all right, so crap, man, here we go. If I'm going to play Suarez and France on a team together, I'm just going to throw in Rodriguez, too, Uh, because we know Julio Rodriguez has a ton of power. So I could see rolling out a France-Rodriguez-Suarez stack.
1: Yep, for sure.
0: Um, all right, Cubs and Padres cruising along here. This game doesn't have a total. It sounds like it's going to be Hendricks going up against Mackenzie Gore. Um, let's start here with Kyle Hendricks. Do you have any interest in him going up against the Padres here?
1: No, um, absolutely not.
0: Yeah, I just Hendricks has it just hasn't been good to start the year. His walk rate is at nine percent. Strikeout rate's at seventeen percent. Five X FIP allowing a ton of power to both lefties and righties. Like even in like the dead ball era that we're seeing to start the year, this dead baseball, however, however you want to say it. Like he's still not like generating, you know, soft contact and, and getting ground balls like we're so used to seeing with Kyle Hendricks. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on kyle Hendricks here and then the other side of this game mackenzie gore um i, I mean will this guy has shown some strikeout ability to start the year 30 percent k rate to righties and 73 plate appearances he's 9700 which to me just screams that like no one is going to play him but my biggest concern for him in this spot is just the fact that like the two teams that he dominated were the Reds and they've just been terrible this year. And you look at the, you look at the Cubs lineup and there's not a ton of strikeouts against left-handed pitching. So I might just play the fade here on Gore and say, all right, well, he dominated the Reds twice. Congratulations. A lot of people can do that.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I don't, I just, you talked about it. It's, It's the price, right? Um, no, no need to play him over Woodruff. Like just, just look at the dynamic pricing on this slate today, Stevie. Like we've got Woodruff is cheaper than Mackenzie Gore because he's facing the Cubs, and then Kopech is more expensive. But like I don't, I don't know what happened there. Like so, something in the algorithm screwed this up. But um, I don't need Gore. I don't hate it because he's facing the Cubs, but I don't need him. And then of course, you know we're going to get our last game, but I just spend up for Carlos Rodon. Like that's just what I would do. So I'm not playing Gore today because of the price. If he was 8K, we'd be in a totally different discussion.
0: Yeah. And like, so he is like a top prospect in the Padres organization. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that he has a above average changeup, a good fastball. The thing that like, and like he has four pitches and I think that's always super key and with a lefty, but you look at it and last year in A, he started six games, you know, he started the season in like single a and moved his way up throughout the year last year. Um, and I don't know if it was injury or what, but when he got to A last year in, in six games, he had an 18 and a half percent strikeout rate, um, compared to like dominating the lower levels and, you know, through, through four starts here, even in those two games that he dominated the reds, he's still at like 26% K's with an 8.8% swinging strike rate and a 10% walk rate. So I think there's a lot of regression with these numbers, like his exit and Sierra almost two runs higher than his ERA Um, two points. So I, I think I'm going to pass on Gore here. Um, Any interest in the Cubs bats?
1: negative <laughs> they've been they, it, the Cubs are are back to being rough Stevie it, it's been rough for them. I'm not touching the Cubs
0: yeah I mean I could definitely see playing like Suzuki here uh, Contreras is someone that has really good numbers in his career against lefties so I don't mind those two guys but I don't think I'm stacking Chicago in this spot
1: yeah I and know. then
0: Padres side any interest here in San Diego?
1: I I do have some interest in San Diego Stevie. Um, a couple of guys that that um uh like the lefties, especially Jake Cronenberg, like him, Eric Hosman like him. Uh, don't mind Profar, don't mind Manny. I, I think the Padres can score some runs here on Hendricks. Um, so I they're one of my favorite stacks of the day outside of uh, like the Phillies and, and the, the Dodgers who should just crush.
0: I don't hate stacking San Diego here. Um, I, I think they have enough power, enough upside um, to get the job done. I think that I would end up on them more as like a secondary stack. Um, they need Tatis back. They need that like – they need that complimenting bat to Hosmer Machado in this lineup. Um because, like, Kim, Kim's all – like, he's okay, 245 ISO to start the year, 24% case, but um, – yeah, and I don't ever hate, like, playing pro far. Just guy, like, randomly hits home runs all the time. So, it's like he's hitting 170 on the season, but he has five home runs. Um, yeah. And that, like, that sums up pro far in a nutshell.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: All right, we finish out this slate in San Francisco. We got the Rockies and the Giants. Six and a half total in this game. The Giants are a 235 favorite. Gomber against Um, I mean, two two good pitchers pitching off against each other here. Let's start with Gomber. He's 6,600 going into San Francisco. Any interest in him in this spot?
1: I don't hate it. Um Gomber's been serviceable this year. And so once again, Stevie, you know, if you're asking me to choose between Quintana and Hendrix and Pleasak and Syndigard and even Julio Urias, I'm going Gomber all day, all day long. Um, if I'm going on the cheap end, I, I think it- it's him and Blackburn for me on the cheap end, period.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I've said it time and time again uh, on this podcast. I played Gomber in course in his last start against Washington. Um and it really worked mm-hmm. out because that slate there wasn't a lot that worked out. Um, but he, he's a good pitcher. He he's a good pitcher. And three point nine X 234 twenty four twenty three point four percent strikeout, seven percent walk rate, dominant against lefties, and he's showing that like he can limit damage against righties enough where what are they going to do? Like, are they really going to roll out like three or four lefties in this lineup? Because they have a couple righties that they can platoon here, but I just don't see how they're going to get out of playing at least two, maybe even three lefties in this spot. So, I mean, at this price tag, I really like Umber. Um Yeah. He's my pivot off of Blackburn on the slate. The other side of this game i mean carlos Radon has just he, he's good <laughs> i mean he, he he's good at he's good at throwing baseballs um he's he've, he've struggled a little bit in his last start he faced the dodgers i, I mean that that's it's gonna happen will and you know you look at this rockies team and uh, against left-handed pitching, obviously, they got a couple righties in here with decent numbers. They have low strikeout rates. Um, but at the end of the day, this dude's been elite this season. You know, 36.9% Ks, 14.4% swinging strikes, 3.4 XFIP. Like, th- the dude has 41 strikeouts and 29 innings to start the year, he's been
1: <laughs> Yeah, man. Let's hope he gets through this season clean, Steven, with no injuries. If we can, if we no, can, get I wish that on everybody. Will no, but I, you know, but you know, what I mean, him I especially. Do. Like he, at the, by the end of the season, he's always seemed to be hurt or something's going wrong. Like if he can get through clean, um, that would be really amazing because he's been he's been spectacular to start of the season. You've rattled off the numbers. I mean, he should mow this team down. Top top play on the slate for me.
0: Yeah, I. I I like him a lot as well and in a much better ballpark as much as we liked um, Woodruff in a much better ballpark here, you know, so I think that's super helpful for him. Uh, Any bats at all in this game? I got nothing. I want nothing to do with any of these hitters today.
1: (laughs) Me either, man. I'm not touching it with a 10 foot pole.
0: Six and a half total tells you everything that you need to know uh, about the hitters in this game. All right, let's
1: no go ahead. No, I'm just saying I'm with you. Six and a half total runs will be scored, but I mean, there there there, there does not seem to be any upside for either of these offenses at all. And and this game could end up being a 1-0-2-1 game or something.
0: Yep, oh, I could for sure see that happen. So, all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts, who do you like today?
1: Man, you don't have to Paul Blackburn. Love him today.
0: I'm gonna go with Austin Gomber in this spot. Yeah. Over eight like K to score under 15 fantasy points. Who do you who do you like to bust today?
1: Uh th- there is some bust potential. I feel like the right answer is Ranger Suarez. And I think I want to stick. I know who your guy is, I think. I think I'm going to go with Ranger at 9,100. Um, nope, let me change that. Yeah, no, I'm sticking with Ranger. Sorry. My, my other one's going to be someone you weren't going to take. I know who you're going to take, but I'm going to stick with Ranger at 91.
0: Who do you think I was going to take?
1: Kopet, man.
0: That it, you got it. That's what I'm taking. Um,
1: yeah, my secondary was Eliezer Hernandez. That was my secondary.
0: My other one was Mackenzie Gore. But yeah, all right. Someone over four thousand to go yard today. Who do you like to go yard today?
1: I've got some some teams that are favorites. That I really like. Give me Jose Ramirez, man. Give, give me oh, Jose. Like I'm going one. up top.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go up top today as well, and I'm going to say Bryce Harper goes yard.
1: Yeah.
0: Under 4K to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat? Easy to like, get two hits today. Dalton Varsho. Oh, I like that one. That one's solid. Um, I'm going to go Reese Hoskins. Yeah, ridiculous. you talked about it. You like I to fire yeah, for
1: sure.
0: Uh, give me a stack to score six or more runs today.
1: Well, I guess this is kind of my sneaky stack. Give me San Diego.
0: Like it um I'm not going to say Philly, even though I love Philly. I'm not going to say Philly and I'm going to go Arizona to score um six or more runs today. I really like Arizona in this spot. Uh, Any bets standing out to you here, night before, anything like that?
1: And I had some, and they've all moved, Stevie. Um, But I I will say, um, from a strikeout perspective, I'm going to take – I think I'm going to take Austin Gomber over four and a half in this spot.
0: All right. Um. So I have, a, I have a prize picks five for five um, that I like that I put together as we were going here. So am going to throw this out there. I usually do like a three pick for the podcast, but there's actually five that I like today. So uh, Paul Blackburn over 21 and a half fantasy points. Steven Kwan over five fantasy points. Jazz Chisholm over six and a half fantasy points. Bryce Harper over seven and a half fantasy points. And Kyle Schwarber over six and a half fantasy points so really like that one just hit place entry oh something moved uh blackburn blackburn went from 21 and a half to 24 and a half um darn it i'm gonna take him off even though i still think he gets there
1: yeah but it's like we talked about stevie those three four points are a big deal Yeah, so I'm going to take him
0: off and just do the four hitters um, with a little flex play here because if a flex play hits and I get all four correct, I get five X. um, I make a couple bucks if it's three out of four. So I'll do a flex play on this four pick um, hitters that I just threw out there. So there you go. Oh, I knew like, okay, so I already have like four or five props with Blackburn um, in there at 21 and a half. So I'm not going to do the 24 and a half because I, I feel very good about the 21 and a half so <laughs> but you gotta get it in there quick when you see it um, that one was off I think that one was off so he's he's easily scoring 21 and not getting the half today for sure so um will any final thoughts before we get out of here
1: Nah, man it's it's been a great great show I had a, had a blast and uh, hopefully everybody can can win some money here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was hoping we were going to get like John Gray um, pitching outs, but I didn't see that up for the early game uh, because he's been struggling to pitch deep. But anyway, hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.